would like to take this moment and welcome everyone to the eighth episode of Real Talk Real Quick podcast, which is a faith-based podcast upon the navigation of living like Christ in a culture that refers to God as the universe. And I am your host, Rue. Oh my word. Welcome to season two. I am, I am so excited and so happy that you are all here. And if you have not listened to the other episodes, sis, sis, bro, bro, please go back and listen to the other episodes. I promise you will be blessed. But yeah, I am so grateful, humbled and honored that we are here episode episode eight episode 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 <laughs> eight is a representation of a new thing so god is doing a new thing right now oh yeah child 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 settle in grab your bibles as well i would like for us to start with prayer heavenly father i come unto your holy throne of grace and mercy I am but an Ethan vessel, and like everyone listening, we are sinners in need of a savior. Lord, we are broken souls in need of the great physician. Lord, we stretch out our hands unto you, ready to receive the bread of life you have prepared for us. Lord, please bless the spiritual food and bless the hands that prepareth it and make it nourishing unto our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. Our topic for today is based on sis, bro. I told you the topic in the last episode, so I am not about to repeat myself. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Our topic for today is based on culture and God's word. <laughs> so culture, what is culture? The basic definition from the dictionary is the ideas, customs, and social behavior of a particular people or society using myself as an example in simple terms culture is a combined and shared ideologies and expectations upon my life by the people around me and the labels that are placed upon me because of my physical traits and my character so these are just projections from the people around us and the world to towards us upon our lives and our timeline and these have been cultivated over time and wherever we go or whatever environment we are in there is always a culture that is trying to be projected onto us. A simple illustration would be that when a child is born be it a girl or a boy for girls the color pink is projected onto them and boys the color blue that child is born into a family that consists of a culture that had already been cultivated from their bloodline or lineage and those certain principles ideologies beliefs and beliefs in a certain religion is placed
placed upon that child. In community or societal settings, the girl child is taught that there is a biological clock attached to her, a time to get married and a time to have kids and to work. And the same might also apply to the boy child, but not as much. What is mostly projected onto them is strength, that men should not show emotion and vulnerability because in culture's eyes, it is a sign of weakness and that meekness is weakness. In relationship settings, the same girl or boy child is taught to go with the flow and follow their heart and do whatever that pleases them and that their interactions with others ought to be based upon the same energy principle, right? An eye for an eye. In seeking growth, they're taught to be the best version of themselves, which is not realistic because the version they are already has been broken and shattered by all the cultures that have been projected onto them. In business or the working setting, they are taught to accumulate material things and to be greedy or ambitious. In the face of disagreement or conflict, they are taught to react and not to respond. And since culture and God's word are linked, I would like to digress and focus on God's word. Because... Mention Ali by bread alone. Mention Ali by bread alone. By bread alone. By bread alone. By bread alone. <laughs> so, God's word. Matthew 7, verse 24 to 27. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and against that house yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand the rain came down the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. In this text, Christ is the solid rock and our lives are the representation of the house. The tools used to build are words, customs, ideas, and behaviors. So when we build our lives upon Christ's words, his customs, ideas, and behaviors, we have built our lives upon a rock, a durable and reliable foundation. Thus, when the pressures of life strike us, we are well equipped to handle the pressure and the result is the refining of our character and the birth of the version of us that God ordained us to be in a season. But when we built our lives upon cultures, words, customs, 
things, ideas, and behaviors, we have built our lives upon a sandy, weak, and unreliable foundation. Thus, when the pressures of life strike us, we are not well equipped to handle the pressure and the result is the decaying of our character and the death of the version of us that God had ordained us to be in a season. Question. What were Christ's customs, ideas, and behaviors? In Matthew 4, the devil came unto Jesus and tried to project what Jesus should have done in his hunger. But then Jesus quoted God's word that he had hidden in his heart for his protection against the enemy, right? So Matthew 4 verse 4, Jesus answered, It is written, Men shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Jesus' life was based upon God's word and not what the devil or the world tried to project onto him and the things they thought he ought to have done or be doing in situations or circumstances. Question. Why should we base our lives upon God's word? Isaiah 40 verse 8. The grass withers, the flowers fades, but the word of our God stands forever. Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not man that he should lie or son of man that he should change his mind? Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Isaiah 55 verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So going back to the simple illustration of cultural projections onto us all. Point number one, God is a God of relationship and not religion. John 15 verse 5, I am the vine and ye are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him shall bear much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. That's the only principle that should be cultivated in a family. Point number two, time belongs to God and serves God and so we should never worry much about our timeline. Ecclesiastics 3 verse 11. He has set the right time for everything. He has given us a desire to know the future but never gives us the satisfaction of fully understanding what he does. Point number three. It is not our duty to be strong, be it male or female. That's God's job to be strong for us. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly I will rather boast in my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Point number four. 
crying is not a sign of weakness. A relationship with God requires us to be hot, humble, open, and transparent, and vulnerable as well. John 11 verse 35, Jesus wept. Mark 14 verse 36, we find Jesus being hot with God that dying on the cross became so heavy for him in that moment and he wished that God could have another plan but anywho he was like Lord thy will be done. Point number five we are to seek God's heart and trust in him because our hearts are deceitful. Proverbs 3 verse 5 to 6 trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Jeremiah 17 verse 9 the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it point number six we are called to multiply so we can never put in the same energy as the world or the people around us an eye for an eye and the whole world would go blind matthew 5 verse 39 but i say do not resist an evil person if someone slaps you on the right cheek offer the other cheek also point number seven we can never seek to be the best version of ourselves because we are called to be like christ and to have the mindset that was in christ first peter 2 verse 21 it was to this that god called you for christ himself suffered for you and left you an example so that you should follow in his footsteps. Point number eight, we are not called to accumulate things, we are called to seek God and to serve him. Matthew 6 verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Point number nine, final point, we are called to respond and not to react. Scriptural basis would be from John 18 verse 10 to 11. When Jesus is arrested, one of Jesus' disciples, Peter, decided to cut off one of the guards that had chained Jesus and Jesus placed the guard's ear back into place and rebuked Peter. So in this instance, we find Peter reacting to the circumstance whilst Jesus responded to the circumstance. Responding as led by thought processing, considering something carefully, pausing to consider the other person's behavior and becoming merciful and gracious unto them. Responding has an element of the mastery of one's emotions. Reacting is led by one's emotions, so there is no careful considerations put in it, and it has a negative result. And so God would always want us to respond in the face of conflict and arguments. Testimony time. Real talk. I would not have been where I am right now in the face of spiritual growth, being able to love and to be kind to the people around me without 
God's word. God's word has transformed me and continues to transform me and strengthen me and heal me. The Bible is around about 3,400 years old and it is still applicable to us now. Most books over the years have had new volumes added onto them, but the Bible is the only book that has never had any new volumes added onto it because seasons may change but God's word remains the same. What I have also learned is to personalize God's word. So in essence in Genesis 12 verse 1 to 3 when God was speaking a blessing over Abraham's life I do not only see it as a blessing unto Abraham but a blessing upon my own life and that if God could do it for Abraham, God can surely do it again for me and Abraham's name is only there to mark a record that God is a promise keeper and that God is speaking the same blessings upon my life. I would like to wrap it up by saying, Spirit of the Living God, fall freshly upon us all, grant us fresh wind, fresh anointing, fresh vision. Lord, create in us clean hearts and renew our spirits. May your word fall on good soil and take root and produce fruit in us all. We plead the blood of Jesus and may all glory and honor be unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to thank you all for listening. Please do subscribe support the show if you go onto the main website brass sprouts there is a link towards our paypal any amount is welcomed for god's kingdom it's just a, a fun setup for god's kingdom to help those in need with clothes food shelter and donating also to ngos non-profit organizations that are also bringing christ to people please do subscribe so you don't have to miss that next episode just a little spoiler alert next episode will be focused upon expectations and reality <laughs> what happens when we expect god to produce oranges from an apple tree and the reality hits us and we become disappointed, disillusioned, disfigured and we feel all the disses towards God. So anywho, may God bless you and guide you and I can't wait, you know, to hear from you. Comment, share, like, subscribe and support 